Episode four of the BTB project. You know, a topic has come up recently around this concept of perfectionism. And if you're wondering whether you are a perfectionist, there's a good chance you are, at least partially. And is that a good trait or a bad trait? There's also a good chance you have some investment in being perfect because of the positive connotations to the word itself. Perfectionists are a lot like high achievers, but with some key differences. Today's episode, I will be discussing the differences, revealing 10 tall tale signs of perfectionism, signs that you might be able to spot in yourself or people you know. You will be encouraged by today's episode, and let's get into it. Welcome to the BTB Project, designed to empower listeners to identify their why and to live their best lives no matter the circumstances. My name is Coleman Gerhardt, a former athlete and motivational coach. I've had the opportunity to inspire thousands through my story and help accomplish what they are built to be. You'll be encouraged by each and every episode, and let's get into it. Yeah, when I blow up, I'm a sore high like Peter Pan. In real life, be living all my dreams if I'm waking up it's in a foreign land. So as we're looking at 2023 and what about a month and a half into the year, a lot of us have goals that we want to go after. And it brought up an interesting conversation with my wife and I that led me to a really interesting article about perfectionism and recognizing whether you're a perfectionist or whether you're a high achiever. And both are very similar. And I think it would be important for us today to walk through 10 signs of whether or not you're a perfectionist and how closely it can relate to high achieving. And when I think back into my own goals that I set in athletics, sometimes I was going after those goals in more of a perfectionist mentality than what I thought I was doing as a high achiever. I think it's important for all of us today to take each one of these traits into our own situation and distinguish whether or not we're approaching it in more of a healthy-minded aspect than we are a perfectionist-minded aspect. Because believe it or not, trying to be perfect is not healthy. And I think we all can relate to being in that mindset. And let's see if we can find ways to recognize it, to overcome it. So the first one I want to discuss is all-or-nothing thinking. Perfectionists, like high achievers, set and work hard to achieve lofty goals. What a high achiever can be satisfied with doing a great job and achieving excellence or something close. Even if their goals aren't completely met, a perfectionist will keep nothing less than perfection. Almost perfect is seen as a failure. As we unpackage that, I've seen way too often individuals who set big goals and don't achieve that exact result outcome that they want 
stop going after the other remaining goals that they've set, right? It's that all or nothing thinking. And as a perfectionist, if you're not hitting one aspect of your goal set, it shuts down the remaining aspects of what you're looking to achieve. And jumping into a high achiever, a high achiever is just a slight tweak of being able to take a goal and even if you come up short or if there's a setback, like every goal has process-oriented elements to it. And as you're able to chip away at each one of those elements, it's a step towards your goal, not a step away from your goal. And high achievers, in my opinion, if you're able to recognize that there is going to be failure, there is going to be setbacks, there are going to be times that you're not able to have the progression that you want each and every day, but it's being able to recognize it, keep going, and understand that setbacks are just part of setting goals and, and the process. You hear me talk about process a lot in my previous podcast because this, this concept of 1% better each and every day, that's not something that I came across because you know I'm, I'm a big believer in slow progression. I'm just a believer in progression in any sort of aspect. There have been some days where I get 20, 30, 40, 80% better. But knowing that at least 1% is still a good day, that I believe has been the big shift in my perfectionist mentality of anything that I set. If I don't achieve it, I'm a failure to, hey, I'm going to fall flat on my face sometimes. But being able to maintain enthusiasm and know that there are many opportunities still ahead, I think that is the healthy approach to snap out of that all or nothing thinking of a perfectionist. The second sign that I wanted to discuss was being highly critical. Someone with a perfectionist personality is more critical of themselves and others than a high achiever. High achievers take pride in their accomplishments and tend to be supportive of others. Yet perfectionism, often they spot mistakes and imperfections. A perfectionist will hone in on those imperfections and have trouble seeing anything else. They're more judgmental and hard on themselves and on others. This one's really tough to grasp because, listen, we live in a world today with social media, everything's highly visible, the you know, the look and desire of what a perfect body or a perfect smile or, you know, clothing, how we're interpreted. I mean, everything just has this microscope. And especially when it comes to being a perfectionist, the worst thing is to take all of those hyper-analyzed moments and compartmentalize it into an individual thought of, how you feel with self-esteem, self-doubt, where you're at. And it's already one thing to be a challenge to, to set goals, right? And to go after them. That, that takes a tremendous amount of work. But then on the other end, being highly critical of how you're approaching those goals or highly critical of others approaching their goals, that takes even more effort to where you almost feel like you're, you're isolating yourself, because there's not going to be a lot of people that are going to want to support you if you're hypercritical of others. 
But when you're a high achiever and you're supportive of others while going after your goals, now you're creating an advocacy. You're creating a group around you. I've said this before in previous podcasts that you are literally a byproduct of the four to six people that you hang out with the most. And taking the traits of each one of those people molds you into who you are. So why not make that an encouraging environment? Why not root for others that are going after goals and dreams and their own ambitions? So I think that's a very important trait to be thinking about is, are you being critical? Are you being critical of yourself? Are you being critical of others? Is it possible to take the energy that you're channeling towards that and channel it back into what you're trying to achieve? That's where I believe it can become highly contagious to create a whole environment of high achievers within your close group and within a large network of people as we're going after these goals together. Next up, this concept of fear and feeling pushed by fear. High achievers are often pulled towards their goals by a desire to achieve them. They are also happy with any steps made in the right direction. Perfectionists, on the other hand, tend to be pushed by fear and anything less than a perfectly met goal. I used to share this with clients and and still share it today, the analogy of, of being chased, right? So I use the analogy of being chased by a dog. When we are pushed by fear, sometimes in an unhealthy way, it's almost like we have a dog chasing us all the time as we're trying to run towards our dreams or towards our goals. Where in other cases, you might have situations where you're trying to chase a dog. And as I talk through that, it's pretty easy to understand that it's a whole lot easier to be chased by something to find the sense of urgency needed to go do something than it is to try to to chase something. And I think when it comes to fear, that's exactly how it's looked at between perfectionism and high achiever. I believe that there is a healthy, and I repeat healthy, amount of fear that is necessary to go accomplish something. When I made the decision that I wanted to lose 100 pounds, I had a healthy fear inside of me of the ramifications of me staying the weight that I was staying in accordance to my goals. Things like not being able to play college tennis, things like my my overall health, you know, a regular heartbeat, cholesterol, not having high energy. You know, fortunately I was I was catching these poor habits that I was having at a younger age because if you sustain that into adulthood, the likelihood that you know you're able to make a change is is very challenging. So when you're setting goals, you do have that healthy amount of fear based off of understanding your why and you go after that goal accordingly. But there are some cases too where you know you might have a coach or you might have a team that's pushing you towards a goal based off of pressure, right? Pressure to perform, pressure to make a certain part of a team. And how do you channel that into a healthy fear? It is such a fine line. 
even as I'm talking through this with you guys, I have my head spinning because how do you communicate in such a way that encourages a healthy amount of fear to create a a performance-based outcome, right? And I think that that's very important to hold on to, that high achievers are often pulled towards their goals, okay? And as a perfectionist, being pushed by fear towards them all the time, and if that goal isn't perfectly met, that causes burnout. It really does. We see that so often now with, you know, many athletes or, or even students, right? I, I see that so often with some of the schools that have just this, this academic rigor and demand that as kids are trying to balance both life and sports and school, it can become too much. So being pulled by your goals rather than pushed by fear, I think is the big takeaway to maintain that high achiever mindset. Having unrealistic standards. Another sign of being a perfectionist is setting goals that may not be reasonable. High achievers can set their goals high, enjoying the fun of going a little further once those goals are reached. Perfectionists often set their initial goals out of reach because a perfectionist tends to have unrealistic standards. They often reject success because they feel that they have actions that are never good enough to raise the level of their achievement. I love big goals. I enjoy achieving them. I enjoy watching others achieve them. But I would absolutely be lying to you if I didn't tell you that I've had many times where I've set unrealistic goals or standards, you know, and I think that's the the challenge in this is what's the difference between unrealistic goal and a big goal and being able to have, again, that process-oriented mindset. We're talking about this earlier, being able to understand that goal setting is a process. It's a step. It's an incremental progression towards. So being able to have that mindset is absolutely critical because then any goal doesn't necessarily become unrealistic. It, it has a purpose and a process around it that allows it to become achievable. I always say impossible is nothing. I don't say that as a catchphrase. I say it because I truly believe it. I've seen it happen in my own life. I've seen it happen in others' lives. But impossible is nothing doesn't mean that you set a goal, wake up tomorrow, and poof, you've accomplished it. It's the the days, the weeks, the months, the years of work, chipping away at it. Okay? High achievers have a realistic understanding of that progression where being a perfectionist, you just, you have this, this posture of always having to do these crazy extraordinary things all the time at all costs. And it's just not sustainable. Next, we have focusing only on the results. High achievers can enjoy the process of chasing a goal as much more than actually reaching the goal itself. Conversely, perfectionists see the goal and nothing else. They're so concerned 
with hitting the goal and avoiding failure that they can enjoy the process of growing and striving. A result-oriented mindset is what I've had to coach clients out of more than often when I'm doing sessions. It is amazing how easy it is to get out of the present mindset, right? In tennis terms, thinking about, well, I just want to win the next set or I'm going to win the next match or I'm going to win the next tournament. Those are all result-oriented outcomes that we really can't control without staying in the present. So that's why I'm always saying control your controllables. When a high achiever hears that, they're thinking about how they can control their controllables in the present to stay in the moment, to continue to chip away through progression towards a result. A perfectionist, on the other hand, is so stuck on that result-oriented mindset that the controllables in the present is something that they can't focus on. So then when they're in the present and they're not producing the outcome they want that's going to create the result that they want, they're missing the steps. One thing that I've learned with success and results is that you can't, you can't skip the, the process. You can't skip the approach, the progression, the day in and day out. I can't stress that enough. As you're setting these big goals, look at yourself and say, what incrementally has been done to produce this result? Because what's really cool One of the most exciting things that I love in my professional development as a coach is not necessarily celebrating the results. It's reflecting back on the process. When you start falling in love in the process, that's the mindset of a high achiever. Next up, we have feeling depressed, but by unmet goals. Perfectionists are often less happy than high achievers. While high achievers are able to bounce back fairly easily from disappointment, perfectionists tend to beat themselves up and wallow in negativity feelings when their high expectations go unmet. They struggle to move on when things don't work out the way that they had hoped. In addition to having less happiness, people with perfectionist personalities also tend to have higher levels of anxiety and lower levels of psychological well-being. There's a lot to unpack in this example. The psychological well-being piece is such a huge talking point in our society today. And I don't take lightly the feeling of the weight that we put on ourselves. And that perfectionist mentality to try to achieve something while feeling that weight is very challenging. You know, it's like that concept of the, the monkey on your back, right? And oftentimes as, as coaches or friends or in relationships, whatever it may be, we sometimes wonder why people do the things that they do without understanding what they're going through. And I do see it all the time with 
perfectionists that I've come across as a coach seeing players try to perform but just absolutely beating themselves up for the little things. It's very hard to overcome that. Typically, it requires a hard reset of acknowledging that there's a weight, recognizing it, bringing it to the surface, talking to somebody about it, and being able to have alignment towards your goal again without the weight on your shoulders. Easy to say, much more challenging to do. And eliminating negative feelings, being able to find the joy, again, in the process, allows you to take a look at, well, the time I didn't meet that goal to still find enthusiasm and passion to go after it, or maybe it's a recalibration of that goal. I truly believe that it is not a failure if you keep going. It's not a failure if you stop and recognize that there might need to be an alignment reset. Some of the greatest things you can do in your life is being able to self-assess before re-engaging in those goals. Next is the fear of failure. Perfectionists have a greater fear of failure than high achievers because they place so much stock in the results and become disappointed by anything less than perfection. Failure becomes a scary prospect. And since anything less than perfection is seen as a failure, it makes it difficult to get started on anything new. I've seen this a lot recently with former professional athletes that have retired and you know are no longer playing their respective sport and trying to figure out the next chapter in their life. It's hard to achieve something to the success of a career path like that and having to, to reset or pivot to go after something else. I've also seen it on the very front end of folks that are just trying to set goals for the first time and, you know, getting out of, of, of a, of a pattern that they don't want to be in and, you know, setting new patterns and making it a priority to, to have those change. Sometimes the changes in our goal setting can look so big. It's, you know, it's the mountain in front of us that seems like you can't climb. But whenever, you know, I'm goal setting, whether it's on something new or to, you know, reignite something after I'm closing a chapter in my life, it's just making a small step. Fear and failure seem to become much smaller F-words when we are approaching life one step at a time. Having micro goals. Micro goals, I believe, is, is part of that progression. 
and it eliminates that greater fear of failure that we see in perfectionists. So take a step back, create those micro goals, and understand that any progression, any step is always the right direction, which is that high achiever mentality. Procrastination, certainly something that I can relate to and I know that others can as well that are listening. It seems paradoxical that perfectionists would be more prone to procrastination since the personality trait can be detrimental to productivity. But research has found that perfectionists who isn't able to adjust to their situation or environment called manipulative perfectionism is often more prone to procrastinate. The reason for this is because fearing failure as they do, perfectionists will sometimes worry so much about doing something imperfectly that they become immobilized and fail to do anything at all. This procrastination can then lead to greater feelings of failure, further perpetuating, and a vicious cycle of feeling paralyzed. I've seen so often inaction take place because people don't want to make a mistake. You know, I, I heard this the other day when it comes to students, you know, high school students these days, they, they feel like they can't go and ask their teacher for help because the student body looks down on kids that are, that are asking for help, like that they're, you know, not smart enough or that they're stupid. And, you know, it, it blows my mind that it would be, it would be frowned upon to, to ask for help. And sometimes as, as teachers or coaches or parents, you know, we look at that student and think that because they're unsure or they're unmotivated because they don't have the information that they need to be successful, that they're procrastinating. And, you know, that is absolutely what the interpretation is, but maybe it's just a a lack of awareness or alignment for that student to have the knowledge base that they need to take action. I'm always looking at situations and encouraging if you're going to go out and fail, you know, fail big, fail spectacularly. I dare you to go and and fall flat on your face. Yes, that can eliminate procrastination, but it also, you know, goes right back into the last topic of, of fear of failure and looking to overcome that as well. So you're kind of between this rock and a hard place of, if you don't want to make a mistake, you immobilize. But if you go after something, you're fearing of making a mistake and then don't take action, right? So it's so important to find ways to just do something. You know, we all wear the Nike shoes. Just do it, right? A Nike swoosh has a, has a purpose. That purpose is take action. Go for it. And that is one of the big ways as a high achiever to overcome procrastination. 
Next is defensiveness. Because a less than perfect performance is so painful and scary to perfectionists, they will often respond defensively to constructive criticism. High achievers, on the other hand, can see criticism as a valuable piece of information that will help them improve in their future performance. Constructive criticism is an incredible, I believe, aspect of a, a coach-player relationship, a, a student-teacher relationship, a parent-child relationship, a friend-to-friend relationship in every aspect. You know, going back to having those four to six people around you define who you are, you want to be able that you have a strong enough relationship to where you're able to have them speak into your life. You know, I always want to make sure that when I'm coaching, I'm not trying to coach at a student, I'm coaching with them. I don't have any empowerment over that student. I want that student to feel empowered to, to come to me, to, you know, give me feedback on, on how I'm doing, how can I improve, how can I adjust? Because at the end of the day, it's not about me. It's about the person that I'm helping. And if we start having that give-take mentality of constantly looking at ways to improve, that's what helps with the progression piece that helps us go after big goals. Okay, But if I take the perfectionist mentality thinking that I'm the know-it-all, that I'm the one that doesn't need help, then all of a sudden I've, I've become captive of my perfectionism and I don't have anybody there to help me get out. So it's really fascinating that one of the most admirable, tangible things you can do as a high achiever is ask for help, not self-isolating, and continuing to move forward knowing that as you make mistakes, you have people that are important in your life that help you navigate those mistakes to continue to be better. Low self-esteem. High achievers tend to have equally high levels of self-esteem. This isn't the case with perfectionists. Although striving for perfectionism is associated with higher self-esteem, when someone with a perfectionist personality evaluates themselves critically, this contributes to low self-esteem instead. Perfectionists can also be lonely or isolated due to their critical nature and rigidity pushing others away. This can lead to even lower self-esteem, ultimately having a serious impact on that person's self-image and overall life satisfaction, while also impacting their relationships. This definitely piggybacks off of defensiveness. But as you can see, this theme of as we self-isolate, as we push people away, and don't have those moments of people speaking into our life, then we start putting negative connotations into our head or filling our head with, with false narratives or worry or, you know, I call this self-sabotage. When you have a high level of, self, of low self-esteem, 
you are self-sabotaging your ability to go after your goals. And as a high achiever, the ones that I see making the biggest impact in their life are ones that are able to recognize these low self-esteem moments and pattern interrupt to create more high self-esteem moments to counterbalance low self-esteem to continue their progression towards their goal. This is a very important topic that I cannot stress enough. Isolation, self-doubt, low self-esteem, negativity, worry. As I'm even saying those words, you can start piling pretty quick that feeling of, wow, as I believe I'm a perfectionist at whatever I'm doing, I also don't feel very good about myself. So is that really the perfect way to live or to take on your goals or to take on life? Probably not. But that ability to pattern interrupt, that ability to take on that high achiever mindset of, hey, you know what? Like, I have a hard time of self-assessing, so I'm going to put myself around people who can see things in me that I can't see in myself to help me get better. That's going to eliminate my low self-esteem. I'm going to put people around me that are going to see me in a way to where when they see that I'm defensive or procrastinating, that I can pattern interrupt and make a change. And that advocacy pushes me back into the right direction. It is so important to find that advocacy to put around you as you're going towards goals. And also, what are some of the causes of perfectionism? Because as I've walked through these 10 traits, it's almost like high achieving and perfectionism are almost sometimes the same thing. But recognizing truly what perfectionism is and what causes it is helpful for those pattern interrupt moments to get back on track. But many factors can affect a person's chances of having a perfectionist personality. Perfectionism can be caused by a fear of judgment or disapproval from others. Early childhood experiences, such as having parents that have unrealistic or, or high expectations. I can certainly relate to that. Also, having a mental health condition associated with perfectionist tendencies, such as obsessive compulsive disorder, OCD. These aren't traits that you want to have because you've asked to have them. They're inherently given to you based off of the chemical imbalances in the brain and how we're wired. All of us have OCD tendencies. And being able to recognize when it's, again, putting us out of alignment is one of the most important traits that you can have. Pitfalls of being a perfectionist. Being a perfectionist is challenging because it is difficult to be perfect or even reaching a personal best. Okay, Another problem with perfectionism is you know, the reason you'll want to know if you possess perfectionist traits 
is that the perfectionists actually tend to achieve less and stress more than high achievers. Unhealthy perfectionism is characterized by an excessive focus on control. Perfectionists can become extremely picky and preoccupied with making sure everything is flawless, which can lead to attempts to control situations of people. This can take a toll on interpersonal relationships. It can also contribute to high levels of stress. This stress by perfectionism can lead to feelings of anxiety and has been linked to a variety of negative outcomes, including low self-esteem, eating disorders, sleep disturbances, and psychological distress. This is the most important thing I can share with you. Unhealthy perfectionism can make it difficult to achieve your goals. It can also lead to worry, stress, anxiety, and depression, among other negative outcomes. So how do you overcome being perfect? It goes back into those moments of seeing the pattern, recognizing it, interrupting it, and making a change. So let's walk through a few of these. Creating an environment where you feel accepted. Find that advocacy. It is so important. Engaging in positive self-talk. I'm a big believer in positive affirmations. Things along the lines of I can, I will, I must. Everything that is said can create a physical outcome. So if we're going to have self-talk, why not make it positive? Because maybe, just maybe, it could become a positive outcome. But if our negative is always a negative self-talk, then it's more likely or not that it's always going to be a negative outcome. Not comparing yourself to others. It is so easy based off of how the world is set up to compare and contrast all the time. But sometimes you have to draw a circle around you and control what's in the mirror. Okay? Control your controllables. Yes, there's a lot of things that can penetrate that. But being able to speak positively, being able to have those affirmations of who you are and who you want to become, what identifies you, allows you to stay protected from comparison. Practicing mindfulness. Okay, this can help you learn how to focus on the present without worrying as much about the past or the future. A lot of that can be as simple as just taking a breath. More often than not, as I've said before, when we get into those, those worrisome or, or challenging moments, we lose that, that current self-awareness. We're no longer present. We're worrying about the past. We're hyper-focused on, on fear of failure in the future. And we stop breathing. But being able to breathe is another way to pattern interrupt to get yourself back on track to focus on you, which is what you can control. Okay, and lastly is using techniques. Cognitive behavioral therapy is being able to challenge negative thoughts. There are multiple professionals out there that specialize in eliminating these negative 
outlooks on life by ingesting repetitive techniques of positive, of healthy mindset, and being able to work that muscle of, of positivity, of, you know, being encouraged, of being happy. There are ways to magnify that, to, to bring it to the surface, to have it be the fuel to your fire by taking the necessary steps to work on it. It's no different than going to the gym to work on your body. How often are you going to your mind to work on what's happening between the ears to help you move forward? You know, I wanted to finish today with some of the questions that have often come up around perfectionism and, you know, answer them for you to have a better understanding of molding into that more of the high achiever mentality than to stay in some of the challenges of the perfectionist mentality. And that first question is, how might perfectionism lead to anxiety? Well, from what I've learned, perfectionists can often struggle with feelings of inadequacy and worry that they will fail to live up to their own expectations. This consistent worry can contribute to feelings of anxiety, particularly when perfectionism tends to be focused on being self-critical. So that's important. I'm not saying that you're going to you know, go and live your life where you're not going to have moments of you're in the perfectionist mentality and anxiety creeps up and you're not going to let that anxiety take over for a period of time. We're all human beings. You know, we're imperfect. But being able to recognize it and using some of the tools that I've shared today to pattern interrupt will allow you to get out of that self-critical mentality and be in more of that self-control mentality. How can I help a perfectionist child? This is a question that I get all the time from parents of kids that I coach. You know, even being a parent with, with, with my kids, looking how to overcome that. And the biggest piece of advice is, you know, there's a number of strategies that can be used to help a child that exhibits unhealthy perfectionism. But parents and other adults should have reasonable expectations and focus on praising their child's efforts rather than their outcomes. It is important to model healthy, positive self-talk that shows how you can be kind and compassionate to yourself, even when you make mistakes. This is a big one here. Is perfectionism a mental illness? Perfectionism really is a personality trait versus being a mental health disorder. With that said, people with certain mental illnesses may have perfectionist tendencies. One of those examples could be OCD, but it is really a personality trait. So knowing that perfectionism is a personality trait, we have the ability through pattern interrupt, through self-assessing, through self-confidence and, and positive affirmations 
to make it a high achieving trait rather than a perfectionist trait. Last question. Is being a perfectionist a good thing? You know, perfectionism isn't all that bad as people with this tendency often have a different way of assessing situations, which is tied to a greater well-being. But you got to remember, if you're a perfectionist and those tendencies are negatively impacting your life, that personality trait isn't a good thing for you. There's a lot that we've learned so far. I've had a lot of perfectionist traits, and I've had a lot of high-achieving traits. Oftentimes, I don't have the perfect answer to each and every one of the situations that I help with clients or what I achieved in my, my personal life. But what I do suggest is that being positive, looking at the big picture, staying hyper-focused on the people that you're putting yourself around, not being defensive but letting people in, having the ability to ask for help. These are all traits that are going to allow you to continue to go towards your goals and to be in that high achiever trait. Listen, it's been an exciting journey so far on the BTB project and these podcasts have just uh, really opened my eyes to the opportunities ahead and continue to get better. I hope that you found the information I shared insightful and that as a team, as a community, we overcome that perfectionist trait, we align it with high achiever trait and go after our goals together. Keep going, keep inspiring, impossible is nothing. Take care. Take care.